Hey everybody, welcome back to It's the Show that you listen to. It's the podcast that you just clicked on and you hit play and now you're here. It's uh, burping right away to start the show. It's explaining to Austin and it's me, your favorite host, uh, Peyton. And uh, this week, uh, unfortunately, Austin uh, decided to be a little, uh, little shithead and couldn't record tonight and don't worry i will make sure he's gonna be flogged accordingly uh many lashes by the cat of nine tails all right that i keep blood flying i keep on my wall he will (laughs) he he's he will pay his penance but Uh, so many welts exactly he'll 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 learn his lesson but uh, in his stead tonight on the show, or whenever of the day you're listening to it in time, uh, we have special guests of the show uh, from the House of Decline podcast. It's Alex, a.k.a. Uh, the, the deep state exposing uh, <laughs> tactical cartoonist of Twitter, uh, Jack, Jack Dump. Dump. Hell yeah. A.k.a. Alex. It's welcome, me, Jack Dump, a.k.a. Alex. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Peyton. I love the show. Uh, I'm a I'm a big I'm a big fan. I uh, liked it since you've been on. It's good to support your local podcast. Support your local podcast. You're support bi- explaining to Austin. Big, I love the Chud episode. You're a big Austin head. Uh, Austin. Austin's such a. I love your dynamic. You know, you clearly love each other. It's a. It's a, The premise of the show is uh, just as sort of a friendship simulator in the way that all podcasts are. That's good. Uh, yeah. It definitely functions as well, that. So, uh, that. And I'm happy to simulate friendship right now. Well, that's good to hear, and I, I'm glad to hear it. Uh, you know what? I should have prepared. I should have prepared a, a true explaining to Austin lore quiz for you, but I don't have that. <laughs> I will ask. Uh, do you, Do you know of Do you know of the the Peyton and Austin YouTube videos? Uh, I don't know. That, that's, a, that's, a, that's a that's a that's a that's a an obscure uh, relic. So that's that, though. Thank you again. Thank you for, for being here. Right, um, yeah. I'm ready to hear about a movie I don't know about. Of course, of course. Let, let's not get too hasty, though. Of course, you've listened to the show. You know, we like to have a little... We like to riff sometimes in the opening. We like to talk about uh, important things, current events, all, you know, all of the above. Oh, and, yeah. and, and, and tonight, I wanted to... It's a, it's a, it's a current issue. It's an important issue. Right. And I wanted to bring it up. Uh, breaking news, really. Um, and I know you saw it earlier today. Are, are you you aware of, of, of famous political commentator uh, Stephen Crowder's current uh, medical predicament? I knew you were going to uh, bring him up because he's really been Bolsonaroing it lately, hasn't he? Right, really, exactly. No, yeah, uh, been in and out of the hospital, just looking sick as a dog. Uh, you know, frickin' just covered in sores and gadflies. You know, <laughs> really real leper leper shit. You know. Yeah, uh, I'd say that's quite accurate. For those listeners out of our five who listen, who 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 are who are blissfully unaware, uh, let me break your shroud of ignorance uh, of blissful ignorance and say, uh, if you don't know who Stephen Crowder is, he's a uh, I don't. I'm trying to think of the right. I mean, he's like, he's like Ben Shapiro if Ben Shapiro was normal height and not Jewish, um, and, and trying to be more of a comedian. Yeah, and he used to be like, uh, like I'm an exercise. Oh man. really? I didn't even yes, know that. He used to be like, I'm I'm a karate man. 
uh, not unlike Steven Seagal, but also also like Steven Seagal, he he seems to have um, you know uh, declined sort of, in health. Well, you know he, he's not uh, he's no longer exercise man. Let's exactly. Put it that way. Okay, uh, uh, you may know him from famous uh, convince me I'm wrong holding coffee mug meme. <laughs> yes. Uh, Good but meme. in recent years, yes, he's he's a he's a he likes he, he he considers himself a bit of a a bit of a comedian a bit of a troll who likes to uh you know he likes to to be politically incorrect and he thinks he's very funny at it uh mm-hmm. recently I, I, I over the last couple years or so to me he's really started looking kind of he's like going for like a dollar tree nathan drake from the uncharted series because he wears like a gun like a shoulder gun holster with like a like tan shirt a lot of the time Mm-hmm. You, have you you know you know the, the Uncharted games? <laughs> yes, he he's sort of like he looks like Nathan Drake, but if you were to like shift a character slider ever so slightly, right. to Like you know, make him shift the doofy character slider. If there exactly. was a slider for doofiness, exactly. That's also, how I would describe it. fun fact that I my favorite fun fact about him because it connects with a big part of my childhood. For I think one or two seasons of the show Arthur, he played the voice of the brain. Uh, <laughs> I know not the entire run, but at least for some of it, he did. Jesus, Jesus Christ, Peyton, you're forcing my hand. You're, you're asking me to dox myself because fuck it. You know, I'm going to fuck it. I'm you are the it. other voice of the brain on Arthur. Do, do you know that? You, do you figure, did you figure that out? No, I'm, wait, are you being serious? Yeah, I'm, I'm 100% serious. I, you can look it up on IMDb. I was literally the voice of the brain on Arthur on Canadian television. Uh, Only on the Canadian after, one? No, no. I, I mean, it was produced in Canada. I suppose it was uh, internationally. But I thought it was produced yeah, at the Boston. You can look it up. If you look up the, the person that was the voice of the brain uh, directly after Steven Crowder uh, from 2001 to 2000 three or whatever when it whenever i was when was i 11 yeah like 2001 <laughs> to 2013 um did like the hundredth episode with fucking yo-yo man shit did the fucking uh the the metamorphosis the kafka episode i literally can't tell I'm, I'm on imdb trying to figure out if you're doing a bit I, I am fully serious is the name of the is the first name of the actor alex hold on i'm i'm the first name of the there's actor, a lot alex of people in the show i think i i think i was brain three (laughs) that sounds like a rap (laughs) mixtape i can cut this out by the way we don't have you know i mean if this is a this is an absolutely true fact about me which is very funny that i still coming up i mean i believe you because now that you've said it i hear it yeah uh, did okay. So you remember those episodes? Do you do you remember those episodes as a clear I'm, part of your childhood? I'm I'm still trying to find you exactly. Look up. You can look up my full name on IMDb. Um, okay, yeah, I'm just gonna up, do that. I, I think I'm I the can... first one that comes up. And all right, uh, I'm just gonna do that. I... Um, okay, an easier one to find me. Gaslighting me. Do you remember the show Beyblade? Uh, I mean, I don't know. I never. I, I I guess I'm aware there's a show. I remember the toys. Okay. There was a show. I was also on that show as well. I was also on a Canadian television show called Naturally Sadie. Hold on. I, I'm I'm on Beyblade. Maybe this one will be a, e- easier. Um, yeah. Oh, it's only. I I was typing in your full first name, and this one is a is a shortened. No, you, yeah. there it is, huh? There it is. There I am. Well, now you're. F- 
I'm going to have to put this, despite extreme mental shouting to do otherwise, I'm going to have to put this on the back burner because I could, like, I could talk about Arthur for the entire, I could, for two episodes. I don't have, like, a huge amount of Arthur knowledge, but I've probably seen up until, like, 2000, uh, maybe 13 or so. You know, when did they start using flash animation? That's when it sort of dropped off. For yeah, me. I'm not sure, but up until around 2012 or 13, I had probably seen every episode of Arthur multiple times. So oh, yeah. I've Quality. definitely seen the episodes that you're in because I know like the ones you mentioned. I immediately yeah. knew what you were talking about. Yeah, but uh, Crowder, had, he had the best brain moment. He had Jekyll, Jekyll, Hyde, Jekyll, Hyde, Hyde, Jekyll. Oh, he's is he singing on that, or is it uh, a different he's the, person? I think I, he's not singing. He'll, he, he's not a singer. He's so in he's the singing, ep- Okay, so they had a different singing. As a child, singing. he was doing Sprechstimme. Um, but uh, you know what's super fucked up about both me and Crowder voicing the brain? Is that the brain is canonically African American? Oh yeah, I know because his family celebrated Kwanzaa. Yeah, his family celebrates Kwanzaa. See, that's the was... kind of Arthur knowledge I know. The, exactly. uh, off the top of my head, I can tell you that they celebrated Kwanzaa. That Francine's family were Jewish, so they celebrated Hanukkah. And even more obscure fact that Priscilla's family used a Yule log. Priscilla, there you go. They're honoring the old Priscilla, some sort of crazy wasp. I, I think they're like, they're, I mean that, that. I feel like that tracks with her character. Of her mom's like some sort of like Wiccan, like oh, okay. flower oh, per- child. Okay, right. I'm forgetting who Priscilla was. I'm mixing her up with Muff- Muffy. Is the uh, is the insane. rich one? She's the wasp. Yeah. No, they they celebrate capitalism for <laughs> But okay, yeah. I I'm god damn it. I'm so fucking thrown off track right now i'm gonna have to bring you back and do like a full in-depth we need to set up like we need to do a debate between you and crowder of like no the, no, the brain versus not. brain this I've, i showdown had this, I, I had this idea before the show with two brains uh that's that's my pitch for it where it's it's a hannity and Combs style but it's me and crowder. It's, it's like crossfire yeah it's the worst and it's the worst show of all time <laughs> No one could possibly stand it. God. Uh, so yeah, damn that it. is my. What the hell? But I'm... it's funny, you know. That's that was like I was planning to dox myself, you know, when I hit 10k followers or something, because this is just the funniest tidbit in the world. But now that you bring it up, because I mean, this was also my entry into leftism, uh, because I was mostly apolitical. Because Arthur's woke. Well, <laughs> n- not because Arthur's woke. He's a, he, look, he supports the library. Arthur is a meme that is is the the fist meme is beloved by all peoples and unites all peoples at least for the brief time that it was relevant. Yeah, I, I don't, don't think people use the fist meme anymore. I don't know how you haven't like I know like it was intentional, but I don't know how you had the restraint not to ever reveal this until I mean, as far as I know, you could have, and I and it's something I haven't seen. No, this is good. You say listen to this podcast to find right. out it's something exclusive. interesting this is, about this this person. Explain to Austin, exclusive. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I mean, I would have I would have shared this immediate. I mean, like I talk about like every year, I end up inevitably. I brought it up like a couple like a week ago of the one time the back of my head was on a clip used in an episode of the daily show with John Stewart. <laughs> That's cool as hell. That's, I, would, that I mean, awesome. I, I, I would have brought up 
the fact that I voice a, a person in a well-known public television children's cartoon, especially what. So I must wait. I I, I cut you off. You you said it was your int- your <laughs> introduction to leftism. Well, it's in the way that. So when YouTube says so how Steven Crowder got big is is the fucking dreaded YouTube algorithm, right? Right. Yeah, all those SJW own compilations where he goes to colleges and like, you know, calls people stupid and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, all that stuff and you know, his own videos, the own, you know, ladder with Crowder, right. uh, the format, it's the same that Cedar does, you know, 16-minute clips where they're talking about a discrete subject and they can edit it down so that they can take out all the awkward moments right. and such and those those type of like 16 minute you know uh you know tiny little commentary videos become popular recommended throughout the algorithm um and so that's when youtube was shifting from like atheists or gamer gating into anti-feminists gamer gating into right. this weird right-wing internet savvy right-wing thing along with sargon of akkad right and steven crowder was part of that uh, much to my and I become interested in these videos because I had never been politically before, but I was just so, like, aesthetically displeased by these people. <laughs> it's like, Under- Understandable. Yeah, or just, I mean, I had had, like, vague liberal sentiments because, you know, that's how my parents uh, were, and, you know, you tend to adopt. And, right. And, you know, I, I'm from Canada, and there's generally a more, like, e- even my incredibly, uh, you know, uh, right-wing dad uh, still begrudgingly admits that hey, universal healthcare is probably a good idea. Uh, <laughs> so there's more of that in Canada. So you tend to pick up, you, you tend to pick up that you know vague, you know liberal, but you know centrist, not really caring. You know we're going sure. along to get along. Steve exactly. Pinker says we're doing great, so I'm just gonna you know try and make it with my career. Sure. So I hadn't really had like a taste of. Um, you know, leftism before. Um, and Steven Crowder sort of, it made me first become aware of this nascent right wing mm. that liberalism didn't seem to have an answer to. Because so, I just became obsessed with, you know, reviewing these videos and from Steven Crowder, um, uh, Milo and, you know, and Shapiro and all the people right. that sort of came up in that early time of right wing. Mm-hmm. And because of that... You know, eventually you got into the left-wing creators, you know, early uh, ContraPoints, following ContraPoints is the very beginning, uh, which was, ve- I'm very proud of that. Although she's, how, is the jury out on Contra, how do people feel about ContraPoints now? I mean, I, not, not to, not to, uh, not to drop a hot take. I, I mean, I see, I see the, the, uh, the benefits of her and I don't doubt that she probably, like you, has, has led a lot of people into at least you know semi left wing thinking, but uh, personally, I have I have plenty of plenty of issues with her uh, conduct and uh, and and stances and past uh, scenarios as well as her overall politics. But you know, yeah. I, this isn't this isn't the place where I complain about terminally online gripes. I have. Well, yeah, I mean, the th- uh, Contra is like uh, she's not she's I, she's less polarizing than say a Vosh. Oh yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, um, 
Anyway. Or, but yeah, but the thing is why the obsession with Crowder is because I had this weird connection, connection. with him. And I'm assuming because, yeah. you know, it's like, you know, he aged out of the role, then you came in. You never met him or anything, right? No, I never met him. You never all. shared notes on your on the role. No, we, we never were talking <laughs> about it. So, so you played the brain. You know, that shit makes you fucking crazy, right? You know, <laughs> like you know, Jack Nicholson talking to Heath Ledger. Right, the right. Joker, you know playing the fucking joker that shit makes it crazy be careful man you know well the, ne- uh, the next guy that played the brain died very young because no he did i don't oh, know God. who the next guy that l- played the brain is well we'll we'll we can talk about it on on the now in my head sure follow-up episode on the Arthur on on, on your career episode where we're just gonna do a deep dive <laughs> i have i have a very weird weird at it's very fun it's a very wheels ontario um, very wheels ontario ass acting career What's good about being a child character actor is that you don't get any you don't get any complex from it. You know? Sure. Like when you're like the Brian Dennehy of child actors, you don't have a complex. That's you. that's good. I'm I'm yeah. glad uh, the 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 uh, Louise Guzman of, of children. <laughs> uh, <laughs> How, you know, so yeah, I was the William Fickner of child actors. You know, when you need a, like a real creepy cheek bony kid, you get me. It's sure, you get some roles. Well, just know you, you should uh, if you really want to sell out and start the grift. You know, Steven seems to be so getting way back to where we started. Mr. Yeah. Crowder seems to be knocking at death's door over the past month and a half or so. He's been in and out of the hospital multiple times for surgeries and lung collapses. And today, specifically, he seems to be back in for he, – he posted on Twitter uh, how he's took a turn for the worse and he could physically feel death. Um <laughs> Uh, and he met death, <laughs> Stephen Crowder. Well, met death. his lungs keep collapsing, and yet he continues to smoke like huge stogies, like in his in his McMansion pool. So, like, I'm, I mean, I'm, 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 you know, I'm not like someone to harp on tobacco use necessarily. But when your lung is constantly collapsing, maybe you should try to take a break. Um, and it, so maybe if maybe you can fill if he passes, unfortunately or fortunately. Uh, fairly soon maybe you can you know i was also i'm i'm cut from the same cloth uh you just got to scrub your current you know so you gotta you gotta go underground and come back out to really get the grift but uh oh and i love how in all these pictures that he posts from like the hospital he's doing like a it's kind of like a mix between like a the dreamworks like eyebrows raised you know raised eyebrow face from dreamworks cartoon posters Mm -hmm. mixed with like he's kind of doing like a gym from the office yeah. sort of look but He's... they all got that look you know they all got there's there's always something going on in between the brows you know like mm. tucker carlson has like his brow game is yeah. the two towers he's got the two towers the confused yeah disbelief and, right you know uh dave rubin has that uh you know constant you know i'm just i'm just a guy you know I'm sure. just saying things that are really true you know he's, he's his eyebrow game they're always uh pincering towards each other yeah, every you got to pay attention to Shapiro. His eyebrows don't move though. No, they those are solid brick. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Diamond so brows. I guess you know, wrap, wrapping this little intro segment that's gone way off the rails for St- Stephen Crowder. Stephen Crowder with a sign that it says, "I should be alive." Change my mind and. Death <laughs> right. Uh. Yeah. So you know, keep him in your thoughts because he's dying of 
of of of smallpox and dysentery and <laughs> yeah. uh, he's dying of dropsy. <laughs> yeah, and so so keep that in mind, folks. We wanted to inform you about that, and then also just know I now in the back of my mind on the back burner have the upcoming uh, deep dive into into Alex here's uh, child acting career forthcoming yeah, that'll, that'll be weird it's gonna be, be a weird. it's gonna it's be a, a very in-depth um but for now uh that's all on the current events uh angle so to speak mm-hmm. anyway let's let's justifiable uh tangent we went on there and i'm glad we did it and my world has been rocked and i honestly uh, the, my respect for you has grown <laughs> I, I appreciate I, that. I i respected you before and now it's now I, it's I even that. higher. Well, it, I respect you, Peyton. I respect you for having me on this show. That's a respectable thing to do. <laughs> you're, you're welcome. I was Jekyll, Jekyll, Hyde, Jekyll, Hyde, Hyde, Jekyll. Jekyll, Jekyll, Hyde, Jekyll, Hyde. Jekyll, Jekyll, Hyde, Jekyll, Hyde, Hyde, Jekyll. Jekyll, Jekyll, Hyde, Jekyll, Hyde. So let's get to the topic at hand, the movie for, for this week and for today. Uh, it's the first time on the show where, where the movie of the week is one that I that is current in theaters and that I saw in a theater yesterday, in fact, and am now reviewing today on this recording. Um, so, I've told you, and and obviously people saw the title, but will you tell everyone what the what the movie is? Uh, the movie is old. The new M Night Shyamalan joint. That is that is correct. That is the movie. It is old, and it's in theaters now, and we're getting sponsored by Universal to release this episode. <laughs> I wish. God, I could. I would imagine. The, I wish we got getting kickbacks from whatever Well, movies that are open. I'm feeling the old movie magic again. I did go to a theater for the first time since the last movie I saw in the theater was March 2020. Uh-huh. March 2020? That was The Hunt. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, the, fr- the first movie I saw back was just last weekend. It was Zola. And I'm ready to see movies in theaters again, but not this movie because it's going to be spoiled <laughs> for me. And uh, I don't—I mean, I'm actually—I don't really care. Okay. All M Night Shyamalan twists are like, ah, it's a—it's a crazy—it's a, crazy, a crazy time shuttle. Yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, well, it I... turns out it was fire. They were allergic to fire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, well, I've been a handful of times since uh, since getting the old vaccine several months ago. Um, but this obviously, again, this first time on the show, I've done one for the mo- for this show specifically. And yes, today's movie is old, new M. Night Shyamalan movie. Uh, and I'm sure most people have, including you, are at least familiar with the, with what the premise apparent, with the premise is. But you have any outright questions or expectations or, or predictions for what I'm about to tell you? Uh, predictions. Well, it's M. Night Shyamalan, so there's going to be a twist. There's always, that's, that's the thing. I feel like people didn't like Glass because there wasn't a twist in Glass. Now, see, I didn't see Glass, in fact. I didn't see Glass either, I saw I, I saw like Split. It didn't have a twist in it. That I had a twist. Split did have a twist. Um, where it turned out it was Glass. Where it turned out it was in the, it was a twist reliant on you having seen another movie. Yeah. Um, but I did not see Glass. I don't know why. I mean... Like uh, I don't know, I just didn't get around to it. Um, anyway, but yeah, there there probably will be, but you know, I don't, I don't, I don't mind the, I don't mind that whole twist aspect. I think that's well, always. Well, I can say with this, reveal. I can say with old that it's more outright 
from the get-go, like, there is a mystery element to it that you're wanting to know, like, the reason for. And so, you know, there's a twist in the sense that you find that answer and that it's somewhat surprising. But it's not a twist in the sense that it's, like, you know, a completely unrelated aspect that you weren't prepared for at all. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, it's leading. There's definitely... Okay, yeah, there's definitely... There's no... There's no, like, ha-ha, pulling out from under the rug at you with right. this the whole there's, time. It's like yeah. the, the journey of the film is finding that thing out. Yes, there is There is the setup and then the payoff of a reveal, as opposed to a spoiler alert for a movie that came out in the 90s. Uh, a Bruce Willis has been dead the whole time. Incid- well, not incidental to the plot, but parallel, you know, unrelated to the main plot, sort of, of, or, of yeah. child ghost boy seeing ghosts. Or um, the village where it's uh, it's the modern age. That's yeah. like the thing is, signs it doesn't, doesn't really have a twist. People say signs is oh, water is the enemy in signs, but that's not really a twist. That's just like a plot element. Yeah, I guess so. Um, there's no twist in Unbreakable either. No, there's the uh, the twist is that isn't the twist that uh, oh, the twist is Sam Jackson is bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's a bad guy. Is, he um, so it turns out he was glass. It was the, glass. My bones broke like glass, so they called me Mr. Glass. There you go. I don't remember if that's the exact line, but it's something like that, and I find it funny because it's like, well, I mean, I guess that makes sense. It's very, like, to the point. It's like, <laughs> the kids said I looked ugly, so they called me Mr. Ugly. <laughs> um, anyway, so, yeah, any more, any more thoughts on old before I give you some just uh, quick facts about the movie before we go into the main plot? I, Shyamalan... He's sort of like a guy like Spike Lee, where it's like wild variation in quality. Sure. Of, of movies. So I have no like specific, especially because, you know, since since Split, since the Shyamalan Assance, uh, since people realized <laughs> he could, oh, this guy can do good movies again. Uh, so, yeah, I have no, I am expecting it to be like, it's probably like a B uh probably has a cool plot i bet like i like a lot of the actors in it so i bet the performances are probably pretty good and ground a lot of what's going on um but the premise is very spooky to me i don't like the idea of infirmity of a time rapidly aging and so there is a body horror element and i'm a body horror sucker so i sort of like the idea of that um uh that that uh, that that kid from Hereditary's in it. I like that guy. And uh, from Alex Wolf, also of the Naked Brothers band on Nickelodeon, Nickelodeon fame. <laughs> He's uh, hey, you know, uh, it's it's funny who ends up in those. Uh, I, I saw I saw poor Anton Yelchin on an episode, a young Anton Yelchin on an episode of Curb. Oh, and, you know, and then back. well, and then he died. Right yeah, next to died. the right next to a curb. Right next to a curb. <laughs> That's so. Whoa, whoa. Nothing but uh, but but uh, respect and 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 sad yeah. memories for the untimely passing of Anton Yelchin. Immensely talented. Club. Green Room, excellent. Movie. Excellent. Best part of those stupid fucking Star Trek movies <laughs> is him doing his Russian accent. His his uh, yeah his Chekhov. Uh, uh, oh, this guy's adorable. I'll hug yeah. him. But yeah, so um, so I'm expecting it. Uh, yeah, to in terms of plots, 
plot seems pretty simple. It's like ticking clock, mystery, they it's, age. Yeah. They have to find out the kids are aging too, and so it's they'll a, probably become the protagonists. It's a time at some beach. Point. Yeah. Time I've beach. I've taken to calling it because I think that it would be much better if they gave it like that's like my like eighties like like sci-fi like VHS like a cover movie yeah time beach so that's what i've been calling it <laughs> time uh, beach i did a I, I did a little you know like i do when i see movies i i wrote a a letterbox thing for it last night a, mm-hmm. a quick review and i was really proud i opened it with uh with my what would be on like the vhs cover if it was called time beach and it okay yeah. and it's uh all in a time the time beach is in caps on each one of these all inhibitions fade away on the time beach <laughs> years passes hours on the time beach death comes for everyone on the time beach you cannot escape the time beach right <laughs> So, so so you're going for like a very slasher you're going for like a deathbed yeah uh, uh vibe or like what's a what's another one of those movies like uh, uh, uh i know I what Friday you mean yeah well i because to me this movie very much reads as like the kind of like <laughs> the zany side even though like the tone of the like character like it's taken very seriously but in how it's like just the prim like how outlandish it all is it's very yeah. kind of like high concept sci-fi crazy you know as well as i'm sure many people have said sort well, of twilight zone almost uh situation yeah because what time beach evokes to me in like um that there there is that 80s vhs roger corman-esque best of the worst thing going on but also i'm thinking of like 1960s like uh beach blanket bingo oh you sure know, and that funicello beach party uh, but it's like the time beach, so there's like time warps on the beach, and you keep interacting with your older self. Yeah, that would and, be good too. Um, and but then Lincoln comes along, but then Hitler comes along, and you know, like, and but then Hitler f- starts fighting Napoleon, and then these the teens are you know rocking out to the music yeah. of like Paul Revere and the Raiders. Sort of like, sort of like the Disney Channel original movie, precisely Teen Beach movie, precisely teen on beach Disney movie. Channel uh but no yeah that's is, is that fair. movie is that a movie is there yeah well it's like a, it's kind of like a riff on those like uh i never have seen it but at least premise wise it's somewhat clever for a disney channel original movie where it's like two modern teens like get, basically like they end up back in time in one of those like kind of cheesy like 60s 50s beach movies um oh, where there's oh, like okay. singing and stuff so it's Pleasantville, but with the beach movie. yeah sort of yeah um but I, that's all very va- and I like the I like your 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 alternative time beach idea, but uh, <laughs> so some 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 just things to to run over real quick about old like you it is M Night Shyamalan's new movie uh, I too you know varied career of what I've seen of his I've only really seen the movies that people say are like good by him I've never actually sat down and watched the you know notorious ones like uh, ha- the happening or oh it's good L- last it's, airbender it's good. I do remember as last a last ch- airbender's not good last well, airbender's a slog cl- happening's clear- good though clearly uh as a as a child you know of the mid 2000s I was a huge uh you know avatar fan and I remember in the com- you know in the uh in the lead up to the movie I was quite excited uh and pumped up to see the movie um, but then, you know, it came out and I remember seeing all the bad reviews and I just simply never saw it, uh, yeah. which was obviously for the better. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, yeah, it's fraught, you know, just down to like, 
like on on racial politics alone. This oh yeah, is what sure. Was immediately observable. <laughs> yeah. Dog the movie from the beginning. Everyone is white in that movie about yeah. uh you know Asian uh, analogs. Um, oh yeah. So what was that? A cat? That's uh, Mipop. That's Mipop. Anyway, uh, so yeah, M. Night Shyamalan, uh, and it's based on a graphic novel, or loosely based on a graphic novel called Sandcastle, that's apparently a, a, it's in French, but it was the people who made it were Swiss, um, and apparently, he, (laughs) you know, the Swiss, they, they, banking and graphic novels, apparently. And H.R. Giger. And, uh, I didn't realize, I, he was Swiss. Um, He's He's a Swiss guy. Huh. Anyway, uh, apparently his daughter, one I don't know if he has multiple, but one of his daughters, if he has more than one, gave him, M. Night Shyamalan, gave him this graphic novel, Sandcastle, for Father's Day one year. I think it said 2019. And he basically became taken with its main premise and adapted it. He wrote this and directed and co-produced it. Um, and from what I've seen, it doesn't follow the, the uh, graphic novel exactly, but it does take the general premise um, it's an ensemble cast. There's a lot of, like, uh, European actors who I'm not really familiar with. With uh, They seem to have, you know, fairly, you know, solid careers. Um, and you can look them up, but they're no one that I know off the top of my head. The ones that yeah. I do, obviously, we mentioned Alex Wolf, um, of course, who was great in Hereditary. Uh, we also have... Uh, Thomason uh, McKenzie, who's really racking up the the director credits. Uh, you know, is she is she the Vavitch? No, that's that's my that's my uh, uh, inevitable f- future wife, Anya Taylor Joy. Oh, Anya Taylor Joy. Thomason McKenzie, uh, of course, in the uh, wacky and hilarious uh, Nazi comedy <laughs> Jojo Rabbit. She plays the Jewish girl, right, living in the okay. wall. That's a weird. That's a weird. I have some feelings about that. Yeah, let's let's save those for another time, because that movie is understandably divisive. But in just terms of who she's worked with, she's now yeah. been worked with Watiti. She's worked with Shyamalan and Old, and she's soon to be in the soon to be released uh, Edgar Wright uh, Last Night in Soho. Who she's with Anya Taylor Joy in. Um, oh yeah. But so and then the only other one that I really recognize is. Uh, Kind of like a character actor. Speaking of character actors, uh, Ken uh, Ken Lung, who uh, apparently I'm not super. I mean, I'm familiar with him apparently because he played. If you've ever seen the first Saw movie, a really uh, <laughs> very specific reference. He plays the like Asian detective that's partnered with uh, Danny Glover, who who gets killed in the first oh. Saw movie by the like shotgun trap. <laughs> Uh, and he was also in Lost, apparently. He was one of the, like, you know, kind of featured characters on Lost, Mm -hmm. uh, as well as being in some other stuff like X-Men, The Last Stand, and Force Awakens. Um, but those are the main people I knew. Oh, also, what's her name? Um, the girl who played the, the, one of the sisters on Little Women is also in it. Not Florence Poe, not, not, uh, Emma Watson, and not Saoirse Ronan, the other one, the one who dies, uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, 
I don't know. Well, don't worry about it. Not not uh, her. Isn't Gail uh, uh, Gabriel Garcia Bernal in it? Gail, what's 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 his name? Yes, he is in it, and I'm not super familiar with him. I don't I don't know. He has been in stuff like uh, he's been in like uh, fairly successful foreign films that I still haven't seen, like uh, Amos Paris and Why Two Mama Tambien and Babel, of course, and as well as Coco. Um, Mama T- so he's uh, Inyaritu. Apparently, yeah. Almodovar. Yeah. And, so uh, I haven't I haven't seen any of. I saw Babel. That movie sucks. Uh, so he's in this. He's yeah. He's also a main character. I'm just not super familiar with him. Uh, some facts about this, just real quick. Uh, it's the only movie since his like very first like movie that I've never even heard of or seen. Um, like pre Six Sense, pre Unbreakable Shyamalan movie. It's the first one since that. So like in like twenty five years or whatever, the, mm-hmm. it's the first one he's filmed that's taken place and been shot, or not taken place, but that's been shot outside of his hometown of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, or in that general area. Because mm. they did, they they flew out and shot it in the Dominican Republic. No beaches um, in Philly. Yeah. Well, there are, but <laughs> only trash beach. Yeah, oh, trash beach. oh, I got, I, I got, I got the, I got it. I got the joke that you're doing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and and interesting, they actually they did shoot this like in 2020. Uh, I think the fall, um, summer or fall during like the the pandemic, and apparently like it, they were. It's a fairly small cast, you know, as you'll hear when I describe it. But uh, apparently they were very, like, uh, you know, strict about – they, like, were doing, like, testing multiple times every day on, like, all the actors. Uh, and, like, apparently, like, doing it basically, like, as uh, as safe, I guess, as you can do a movie under, you know, social distancing and whatnot, which is interesting. But, uh, I mean, I couldn't tell, you know, watching it that, uh, you know, but I, I can see how they accomplished it because it is a fairly small cast and, you know – it's on a beach where they can spread. They're not in like a room where they're clo- where They have to like be shoulder, you know, touching every time. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that's, that's the, that's some just uh, general stuff about old. Um, but are you, are you ready to, are you ready to hear? I'm ready. What is this? Tell me this uh, allegorical tale of age. All right. Oh man, take a look at my life. I'm alive. All right, here we go. Time Beach, aka Old, uh, but again, Time Beach, Time better beach. name, more yes. interesting name. Uh, Time's a beach, then you die. Exactly, yeah. and you'll really you'll see it here. Uh, I'm really shooting from the hip today. Obviously, like I said, I saw this in the movie theater yesterday. There we go. That's another one. Uh, I saw this in the movie theater yesterday. And, uh, you know, I wasn't going to sit there in the dark and, like, try to take notes on my lap. Uh, So I'm really shooting from the hip today. I'm going off a memory. And then I also have the Wikipedia page plot pulled up as well Mm -hmm. in case I need that help. But I think I got it down. It's fairly straightforward. Um, Anyway, uh, we start out. uh, Let's see. I'm trying to remember. Let's see. Yeah, we just start out right away. And we're in, like, a uh, kind of like a shuttle van transporting this family to 
through like a kind of tropical jungle setting. Um, and we learn they're being transported to some sort of, you know, fancy, nice resort. And it's this uh, family um, with uh, mom and dad. The dad, of course, played by uh, what's Gail Garcia Bernal. Um, and they're both obviously like uh, European. They're both like vaguely European. And the fact that I, <laughs> I couldn't figure out what or where their like accents yeah, are. Like it's like sort of German and sort of French and sort yeah, well, of Spanish. Yeah. But uh, apparently now they live in Philadelphia, and he's he mentions how he's like a he's like an insurance he's like a shitty like uh, I don't remember the exact term he uses, but he's like one of those guys with insurance who uh, like decide how high your like deductible should be set. He like he's so an he's adjuster. He's he, a claims adjuster. Yeah, he's not a doctor, but he like basically evaluates like patients like or like the insurance customers like physical condition to know. Like, uh, you know, how how much of a risk they are or whatever. Mm. Uh, so so great guy. That kind of comes back into play. So keep that in mind. And the mother is a, like, museum person slash, like, archaeology. Some sort of, like, history-based uh, kind of curator slash archaeology person. Mm-hmm. And they do, have their, t- do their relative expertises function in the plot? Yes, those will come back. Um, I will, I can't never say make these people like, oh, you know, I just, you know, I, I'm, I'm an accountant I'm a bartender. Yeah. yeah. You know, they, they can't have normal. Well, I, I, I did appreciate about this movie that it's very like, uh, you know, in terms of like a tight screenplay, it's pretty, it's, it does, it does a decent job at, you know, having everything be pretty motivated and, uh, and, uh, you know, tight, you know, regardless of the, uh, of whether or not it comes off as, as realistic or not. Anyway, uh, so you have the parents, and then you have a, a daughter who seems – I think she's supposed to be about maybe, you know, 12 or so, um, you know, kind of preteen. And then a younger child, a younger boy who's, I believe, six. And it's never outright stated, but I, it's pretty, like, implicit, you know, implicitly implied that the, the younger boy is maybe somewhat on the spectrum. He's very kind of – at one point they mentioned how he has, like uh, – you know, a picture, what do you call it? Uh, what's the term? The memory? Uh, a photographic Yeah, memory. like, a, or not a photographic memory, but, like, he can rem- anyone he meets, like, if he, he'll, like, remember their name. Um, and he's, he, like, you know, is constant, you know, there's some times when the mother has to, like, calm him down and, like, you know, he has to, like, you know, name colors to, like, you know, calm him down. So it, it's kind of implied in that regard uh anyway they are they arrive at this resort that you know is beautiful kind of private remote resort in you know some sort of tropical island um on the ocean and the mother mentions you know the father's like wow this is amazing and you found this online and she's like yeah i just found it online uh you know and they're (laughs) like they're like wow this is like you know way better than you know what we were originally going to do they're greeted when they arrive at the at the resort by this guy, this actor that I thought was, uh, I thought he was Tim Roth at first, but he's not. He's some other guy. He's that, Tim Noth. He, it's some other guy that really, really looks like Tim Roth. He's but, a cheekbony fella. Yeah, he's like a British cheekbony guy with like a beard and like the sort of like, uh, you know, slick back hair sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um is yeah. he also a euro? Is he also a vague euro? Yeah, I I'm trying to remember. Um, let me hear it. His name's Gustav Hammerston, and again he's Whoa. he's a uh, Swedish apparently, um, and he just seems to have kind of hopped around in different 
European productions until this. Yeah, that makes sense. Every um, fourth Swedish man looks like Tim Roth. Sure. Uh, so, you know, they get there, and he's like, welcome. And then this this kind of his assistant lady brings out a tray of two drinks for the parents, and they're like, based on your, you know, your meal and beverage preferences, we prepared these cocktails for you. Um, the kids run off because he says, you know, there's like a drink fountain inside. Uh, and so, you know, everything seems to be perfect at this hotel. Um, immediately kind of, there's like a candy bar, you know, dessert station in the dining area. And the kids are over there where the little boy, um, kind of meets, ends up meeting, um, this, this other similarly aged kid named, um, Idlib, who, uh, is like, I he says he's the, um, like manager... Yeah, I'm not sure what the the char- the kid playing him is. I'm not sure of what Asian descent, but obviously some Asian descent. And I don't know if that's that's a you know traditional name or if mm. it's just a first name I've never heard of. I, I mean, I, I certainly have, haven't. I'm I am on a, I'm probably <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm exposing myself as an asshole. Probably, <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, it it <laughs> Okay, it the yeah. kid, the fucking kid. Elizabeth Warren Snake. Yeah. Uh, no, that's don't um, make fun of names. So don't make fun of foreign names. So foreign. Oh boy. Well, we don't know. It, it could be made up completely. Anyway, the the two kids meet, and you know, right right immediately, uh, our our main kid. Um, oh, let me. The the dad's name is Guy. The mom's name is Priska. The the young <laughs> the younger kid. Uh, the younger boy. Um, who's now friends with Idlib's name is Trent. And then very strangely, the daughter's name is Maddox. Oh, yeah. Is that like a name? Is that like an actual name? Because the only like association I have with that name is that guy who was like on like the internet and had like a blog in the world. Um, I know. And one of Angelina Jolie's children is named Maddox. Huh? I think. Well, Uh, that's the daughter's name. So, you know, Right away, you know, he's making friends, and the parents are happy, and it seems to be, like, an idyllic resort. Um, so, you know, they're, they're, they're immediately having a nice time. Uh, later on, we see, um, we see this weird kind of, uh, you know, cutaway where there's, like, uh, on a beach, seemingly... It's either at dusk or dawn. This lady takes off all her clothes and swims out into the ocean while mm. this guy sits there and watches, um, mm-hmm. which we'll come back to. We cut back. That night at the hotel, um, the parents get into kind of an argument as it's hinted at both that uh, they were planning on separating and they wanted to give the kids like one last vacation together and they haven't really told the kids yet. Um, oh, that's a bad move. Why would you do that? Yeah, like, that's a that's like take the bandaid off and then take the kids on separate vacations. Yeah, uh, and on top so of you'll know which parents love them the most. <laughs> that's fair. That'd be a good idea. That's a good mm-hmm. that's a good plan. Um, and on top of that, the mom also apparently has had some sort of a health scare, but apparently whatever it is has come back, you know, inconclusive and benign. That you know there doesn't seem to necessarily be a risk. Uh-oh, the time beach will see fit to that, I bet. Sure. Yeah, good, good, good instincts there. Um, and they're saying all this, like, trying Does to, like... Does it make all your diseases? It makes all your diseases go wacky, doesn't it? Well, we'll get, we'll get, we'll get there. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and, like, they're trying to do this, like, in a way where they're keeping it from the kids, and yet, like, it cuts and the kids are, like, on the other side of 
like the the like you know sliding door between like the the room with like the pullout couch you know and the the master suite and so yeah. like they can clearly hear like the argument um anyway uh meanwhile i like that idea i like that little character sure and to distract him the sister like it's like oh you know do your thing that your friend gave you and we see the uh we see trent the younger boy he's like decoding like a secret message that uh his new friend idlib um gave him uh kind of like you know he's done like a fake language where he has the key and he's like decoding the message sort of a thing uh meanwhile then we go to the next morning at the kind of restaurant area of the uh resort and we see kind of this kind of middle-aged man along with his you don't realize i thought it might be his wife and then their daughter but it we learn later it's his older mother who Mm -hmm. and her little dog and uh and then his wife who's like uh, like you know in her you know late 20s like uh <laughs> oh, like I, uh he's, yeah he's like a, a... and she's like she's like you know your prototypical um kind of instagram model type okay. thing and it's Shyamalan right uh instagram model well she's very you know she's she, immediately your first thing is the waiter comes up to her and she's like um damn they pulling up on you oh okay <laughs> I, I knew it. This was an this was a setup, wasn't it? Has uh has uh well you fucking live in live in this city live in Toronto. Sorry, I live in I live in the boonies. Uh, yeah. anyway, no, no cops running through your your alleyways looking for dangerous lunatics like Drake, <laughs> stalking the streets at night. Um, American so- Psycho style, except he's Canadian Psycho. We can't stop him. I'm sorry. Exactly. <laughs> keep, keep going. Keep going. Um. The the first thing that the uh, the young Instagram influencer wife is like the waiter comes up to their table and she's like is this calcium bomb drink actually have calcium because I have a like dif- calcium deficiency or something, um, and so uh, she's very like kind of like you know immediately like you know kind of the snooty uh, that thing and but then the the rich wa- the the hot wife also has like a daughter. Um, mm. who we don't know, you know, it's like a younger daughter that we, yeah. that, um, like a, a toddler basically. And then, so the family is, uh, eating breakfast when not Tim Roth comes up and, and is like, uh, oh, you know, what did you have planned for today? And they were like, oh, we don't really know yet. And he's like, well, we have this really amazing kind of, uh, private beach that we only tell our favorite guests about. Um, and it's like secluded and it's really beautiful. Don't um, do it. Don't go to the beach. All that kind of stuff. And so yeah. they're like, wow, that sounds great. Yeah, sure. We'll go. Um, meanwhile, you fools. Meanwhile, um, Idlib, you know, the new little kid who seems to be like living at the resort that his uncle is running is kind of like awkwardly, like in like in a panicked look on his face, kind of looking at uh, the, the, the young boy of the family uh, which the, uh, you know, after being like, oh, so the van will be outside at this time and you'll have a great time. The, the manager who's his like uncle, I assume goes over to Idlib and is kind of like, what did I tell you about being out here? Don't disturb the guests. You know, uh, <laughs> don't, you shouldn't make friends with them. They always end up leaving anyway. You know, it's, you know, don't, you know, don't, don't bother them kind of a thing. They always end up leaving anyway. They're going to the time beach. Exactly. Uh, but but, Idlib, but so is Idlib, he's a sympathetic character. Does yeah. he figure in, does he, I, I guess I'll have Well, to. well, he's, before being ushered away by his uncle, he's able to slip 
a another uh, you know little message to decode to his new friend Trent the the young boy. Meanwhile, also at the breakfast, a lady at a nearby table has a seizure, which her husband is like, "Don't worry, I'm a I'm a nurse. She has epilepsy." And the the older man of the of the with the young hot wife comes over and is like don't worry he's a british guy he's like oh i'm a doctor like uh let me help and so they basically like you know help her you know go get through her seizure um and then all is okay at breakfast we cut to in the van now the family our family main family is loaded into the van and they're ready to go to this private beach however mm -hmm. suddenly the uh doctor hot wife and old mom with dog uh, also arrive and get into the van, um, you know, kind of at the dismay of, of both families, thinking it was going to be like a private thing. And uh, and guess who we have as as the shuttle driver of the van? Uh, it's it's Bruce Willis. No, it's 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 the man himself, of course, known to cameo uh, in his films. We have M. Night uh, driving the van. He's and a modern Alfred Hitchcock. That's what he is. And I got to say, I, I'm not sure how old is he now. He's like in his 50s. Um, he looks born, good. Seven, he's, age, he's just turned age 50. He's looking good. Not going to lie. Like, doesn't, you know, looks not not aging. For, for a movie about aging, he's looking pretty good. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so uh, they drive to this beach that's kind of way off the beaten path. He kind of pulls up where there are these, uh, you know, uh, cinder block markers are basically to stop the the van from being able to drive any further. They all get out, you know. They they get he hands off the chairs and all the stuff to the families, uh, including a huge, big kind of like giant, almost uh, like uh, a large basket, not like a picnic basket, almost like a basket you would have like set in you know a basket you could sit on as a bench almost. Uh, okay. A, a basket that you could, you know, uh, a large put a body basket. in, sure. and put it out to see. Well, th and except this one is, uh, it's filled with food, and they're like, "This is a lot of food." And he's like, "Well, kids get hungry," um, and they're like, "All right, well, it just seems like a waste." And so they all have all these chairs and stuff supplied by the hotel, but it's a lot of stuff to carry. Does it the time beach affect the food? Well, we'll that's get that's what I would be concerned about. Well, you'll see. Uh, and uh, the the doctor is kind of like. You know, referring to his mother, we have a we have an elderly woman here. Can't you help carry some of this? And M Knight is like, No, I got to get back. I'm sorry. You know, they keep a tight schedule. Um, just you know, you keep walking down this trail, and then you'll get to this the big rock kind of cliffs, and you'll go through the past the little canyon, and then you'll be on the beach. M Knight's uh, in on it. He's a screw. And so uh, they head on their trek. M Knight drives off. Um, it's, it seems like a decent trek. I mean, they got to walk like, you know, through some of the woods and then they get to basically this, you know, it's like a full on, like, you know, flat cliff kind of range where they have to go through like a little kind of, you know, thin Canyon, spooky Canyon kind of a thing. So the um, building atmosphere, it's a, like a narrow Canyon. It's exactly. It's, uh, okay. I see. I see. That's, that's claustrophobia. I like that tight space going to come up in the movie. They're going to have to navigate that tight space. It's going to be weird. Yeah. And so they end up finally, they're on the beach, and it seems just as beautiful as as, as, it, as it was sold to them. And they set up, but not before. Um, as they're setting up, the uh, the doctor and his wife and mother, there seems to be just like the, the guy we saw earlier, who was a black guy, a, large, a bigger black guy, um, is kind of still sitting there on the beach. And... Uh, 
immediately kind of we get weird vibes from the doctor who's like immediately like oh i don't want to you know he's like let's move over there it looks nicer kind of like seeming like he doesn't want to be near him so mm. kind of like red <laughs> alarms going off there uh but everyone seems to have a good time you know the kids are playing around um they strangely kind of find back up ne- near the cliff they find these kind of piles of seemingly left objects like a bunch of like cutlery from the hotel and left behind dolls and stuff like that that seems to kind of be hidden and buried not buried intentionally but like it's been left there and and pushed back by the tide um which mm. is strange but that, that's spooky that's the spooky image give it to you there m night right and uh, meanwhile, the, the mother and father kind of, they don't fight, but the mother's just sitting there reading a book. And the dad's like, is that all you're going to do today? She's like, I guess so. Um, and then he starts to want to tell her something, but stops himself. Um, you know, that kind of stuff. And, you know, Trent and, and Maddox are playing with the, the toddler, younger daughter of the other couple. You know, kind of just, they're all palling around. When suddenly, while playing hide and seek, uh, the young kid Trent stumbles across in a little cove on the edge of the beach. A dead body floats up next to him and bumps into him. Um, so he runs, you know, to, to, his, to his parents. And, of course, all the adults go over and inspect the body. And... The Law and Order SVU theme starts playing, and that's where it goes. And so this body is a younger woman the and we re, in most you know it's easy to realize if you know oh that's the woman we saw dive into the water earlier because she's completely naked and she seems dead um and they roll her over and it's at this time that uh it's at this time that um the, the black guy kind of joins the group after mm-hmm. earlier actually the daughter mentioned that oh i think he's oh my god that's mid-sized sedan and the dad's like <laughs> The dad is like the dad's like who and she's like he's a he's a rapper midsize sedan. That's that's his rapper name. Yeah, so his rapper name is midsize sedan. That's oh that's that's pretty funny. And I mean <laughs> him him being a rap him being like a like a famous musician doesn't really factor much into the plot. So I'm only left guessing that like M Night wanted to show off that he thinks that midsize sedan would be a good name uh, yeah, for like I think a rapper. You know- I think that yeah, that's just like one of those things that he kept ha- having in his head for a while. He just kept bringing it up to people yeah. at parties. I mean, I gotta say, I'm don't a f- you think Midsize Sedan would be a great rapper name? Don't yeah. you think? I mean, I'm a fan. I think it's good. Yeah. Uh, so uh, here's my here's my uh, uh, here's my rapper name Cooper Mini. Eh, it's not well, that's, that bad that's, actually. That's, that's okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so he comes over and is like. Yeah, we were we she we I came to this beach with her, and then all of a sudden she you know took off all her clothes and decided to swim out into the ocean like way far out, and then you know then she disappeared, and I didn't know what to do, so I just sat here, um, basically, and you know again kind of red flag the doctor is immediately suspicious. Um, meanwhile, all of a sudden, two more people show up on the beach saying, "Oh, sorry, we're late. We were trying to catch. We 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 you know missed the original shuttle." And it's the uh, the the husband and the wife from the cafe who with the wife with epilepsy, okay. and so um, they they arrive. So we and, got we got four groups of people. Well, that have come together. As, yeah, four. Yeah, ca- yeah, counting midsize sedan kind yeah. of as his own four. Yes. Uh, yeah. So we have um, uh, these new people arrive, um, and they are shown the body and kind of made aware of the situation. Um, and 
immediately uh, the I can't remember who exactly um, someone tries to leave through the canyon but they like from their POV shots uh, kind of like get really like woozy and like you know like they're being mm. affected and then it cuts to black and the next thing they're waking up on the beach like they stumbled apparently they stumbled back out and passed out um, you know just fainted for a second Meanwhile, all of a sudden, from the other side of the beach, the mother of the doctor, the older woman, she starts, uh, you know, saying she's having pains. And then a couple minutes later, all of a sudden, she she's dead. She just completely is drop dead. Uh, uh, so now there's two bodies. There's two bodies on the be- beach. And before they know it, uh, when the our two main parents, they run back, they, they, they find their kids. The kids have also aged Trent, who was six, is like ten now, uh, and the daughter uh, now. In, initially, they're played by like actually like children, but now they're Alex Wolf and Thomas and McKenzie, and they're you know he's. Wait, Alex Wolf is playing a. Tango. Oh no no not not it's not Alex Wolf yet. You're right. You're right. It's, <laughs> that it's, would be pretty funny. There's like an in between stage for the uh, for the kid where you don't see yeah. the boy, but now it's Thomas and McKenzie for the girl, and then he's like uh, twelve or something, mm-hmm. um, and so. Yeah, that would be that would be not convincing. Um, I, I'd be that would be funny. I would be very intrigued in the movie if it's just Alex Wolf, uh, but literally playing ten, and then they age him up to sixteen, and yeah, it's still the same. They used they used uh, Irishman uh, CGI. <laughs> so uh, they also realized that everyone on the beach, um, basically at least one person from the group, uh, has um, like an underlying medical condition. Um, like the epilepsy mm. and the, uh, the hot wife. Calcium white. deficiency. Yeah. The hot wife has a, uh, has a, uh, the back, the calcium. Yeah, exactly. She's going to be Mr. Glass soon. <laughs> yeah. Her bones are breaking like glass. And, um, of course we remembered the mother had the supposedly benign thing. Um, and we learn uh, mid-sized sedan has like some sort of like rare blood condition where he has like, you know, I think like a hemophilia type thing. Mm-hmm. Which is why he came here in the first place to, like, you know, try to clear his head sort of a thing. And so we also – they start basically come to the conclusion they don't know how or why, but there seems to be some sort of rapid aging. Uh, and obviously they see it on the kids the most because kids age, you know, very visibly in that age range that the three kids are from, you know, toddler up to, you know, preteen mm-hmm. and aging. So And they're also eating a lot because their bodies are, you know – growing very visibly so so that hints the big thing of food um they start to hype they don't know why exactly they do they ever get into like if they're shitting a lot as well we don't ever see shitting but but (laughs) i mean you'd have to be shitting a lot you'd have to i mean one would assume (laughs) and so so they that that scene was cut the shitting a lot we're really shitting a lot (laughs) our accelerated metabolisms have us shitting a lot one of the people, this is a fun little, like, oh, science explaining it. They, 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 well, they hypothesized that, like, something here is causing their cells to age rapidly. And because of, like, the cliffs, like, surrounding the beach, trying to, like, go through the cliff, like, causes them to pass out because, like, it doesn't allow, like, their cells to be, they think the cliffs are the reason they're, like, there's some sort of, mineral or something and going through it is like not letting the cells like adapt slow enough 
mm-hmm. so it's like causing them to black out. But then someone also brings up, uh, oh, why is our hair and nails not growing? And they're like, oh, well, that's you know, those are already dead cells, so I guess it only affects living cells. Um, oh, that's which is that's it's fun. a fun you little about it's it. a fun yeah, little what? excuse. Yeah, um, is and, that in the book? I, I don't. I, yeah, I don't know how much. I'm. I'm. I'm tempted to search out and read it because yeah. I'm interested to see its its differences. Um, so you, they try different ways to leave the beach. You know, different ways on foot, but everyone blacks out. Um, meanwhile, uh, basically Trent and Maddox, the two siblings, find a notebook, and you know, basically that. Uh, this is ha- this has happened before so that stuff they found earlier includes a notebook so this apparently is a thing happened before and they can't call for help their cell signal doesn't work and they can't escape so they seem to be stuck and they also see kind of sort of flashes as if reflections from a ridge nearby that that seems as if someone may be watching them um mm. the mother suddenly collapses uh from the tumor which has visibly grown to like the size of like a golf ball and it's like popping out of her side so kind of on on you know split decision the husband decides okay doctor you can cut the tumor out of her which like literally in like seconds they look back and it's like the size of a grapefruit uh and so with with his with his pocket knife they they try to cut it open uh, but it's literally like closing the wound keeps closing back up like immediately. Uh, this was also shown earlier because out of nowhere, suddenly like the doctor just like slashed mid-sized sedans uh, cheek open. And like he suddenly pulls his hand away and the scar, it's already a scar. Um, so already like more weird kind of paranoia from the doctor, but they, they decide to operate on the wife. They literally have to, everyone there has to hold open the wound, like physically struggle to like hold it back while the Mm. doctor goes in and pulls out the tumor, which there's a brief shot of. And by the time they pull it out, it's literally like a cantaloupe sized tumor. It's like fucking massive. They, they built the prop guys built a tumor. I guess so. It's pretty, (laughs) It looks convincing enough, and yeah. uh, so they do that. Uh, the wound obviously closes back up when they let it go. The wife kind of wakes back up, and she seems fine. Me, uh, also, while the doctor was like cutting open the wife, he kept like stopping, and he started being like, "There was a movie where Jack Nicholson and Marlon Brando starred in together. What was that movie? Like he keeps like he's like completely like lost his train of thought. So it's very indicative. Oh, something mentally is wrong with this doctor." Oh, he's- because deteriorate that's his right, mental that's right. his thing and earlier they had hinted at, oh he's just been under a lot of stress but like you clearly realize that there's something else wrong with him uh leading to uh a couple minutes later while they're sitting there figuring out what's happening uh the doctor has ha- just randomly like pounces on and stabs like multiple times to the point where he's just immediately dead uh mid-sized sedan seemingly no. out of paranoia and that we so basically racist, so the doctor's racist and mentally Ill. he has he has a racism disease yeah. uh well <laughs> i thought it was supposed to be like a dementia sort of thing but here it says schizophrenia which i guess like i i don't know they kind of play fast and loose with that one but like you get the general vibe schizophrenia doesn't make you kill well he, he's supposed he keeps being like I, I i kept seeing him around my house i know he was gonna follow me home and try to rob me or something so it's like sort of like racist like leanings but like you know he's like paranoid uh, it's it's that <laughs> it just sounds like he got more racist as he got older <laughs> basically i mean it's just like racism and craziness <laughs> they kind of do that that one they would play a little fast with loose of that one 
Um, so, uh... Racist doctor is a racist doctor murderer now. Yeah. Um, so, let's see. Uh, you know, the kids are still aging. Now we have Alex Wolf. Um, oh, hell yeah. Hereditary boy. Specifically, um... Alex, we like while the adults are figuring shit out, like they go back to the woman body who washed up and she's completely bones now. And like the wife who's like good at this sort of shit is like, oh shit. The, you know, based on, based on the excavations I've been at, these bones, you know, it takes, it already takes like seven years for the skin to deteriorate. So, like, but on top of that, these bones look like they've been like, de- you know, deteriorating on their own for for years so it's like oh yeah the t- so they basically come to the conclusion that 30 minutes equals like one year basically Ooh. um and so obviously the kids are still aging like i said alex wolf him and the former toddler now like also teenager are hanging out at one point like kind of in a little like makeshift tent made with like beach blankets while the adults are figuring shit out and then they come out later on and as they're walking up like they're like holding hands and like there's a reveal because all the adults look shocked and it's all of a sudden the, the the girl has like a pregnant belly uh like Ew. womb and so what? it's like they they, fu- fuck? they, they fucked in the end it's like they're That's all fre- gross. they're all freaking that makes out. Me feel bad. Yeah, they're all freaking out. And Alex Wolf is like, "What's wrong? What's wrong? We just we were just having fun in there." Uh, and it's like, uh, "She's just full. She ate a lot of food." And they're like, "No, she's pregnant. You what you did in there? You made babies." And he's like, "What? I thought I thought it takes multiple times." And the dad's like, "No, it can only take one time." And so she literally is like going into labor immediately as well because like you know time. It's time. Yeah, and so the baby like they comes out. Um, you hear the babies cry. Uh, well, they, they, they clearly got to keep fucking, you know, and uh, that's how they just got to, it's problem solved. Well, you know? rabbit, well, rabbit time. We know? hear the baby crying while we cut away to another conversation. Um, it's like, cause the, uh, the, the hot wife is like visibly aging and getting older and she's like distraught about it. Um, uh, but then we cut back and like the baby's cries of stop and the, the, the nurse and his wife are like, Oh, all I did was set it down for a second to get a blanket to wrap it in, and it died. And they're like, oh, it died from lack of attention because, like, the seconds you sat it there were, like, you know, days. <laughs> Which, like, oh, the, this oh is man, like, babies are really hard to raise. I know. It's, like, getting really zany. Exactly. Uh, and so um, what what happens next? Oh, yeah. Um, the, the nurse – husband uh tries to like swim out but then later his body washes back up on shore and it's like oh he tried to swim out and leave but it also caused him to pass out and he then he drowned the the daughter after the baby thing happened she becomes distraught and tries to climb out uh but when she gets like way high up in the air on the side of this cliff she of course also faints plummeting to her death and going splat uh, we don't. Whoops. I wish. I really wanted to see a nice, like, crazy splat, like, gore, but we didn't see that, unfortunately. Um, Wait, hold on. I'm just still processing. So there's like, there's like a scene of ba- of children fucking in this. No, you don't like, ever see it. You see you them like. See you see them like kind of hanging out in the tent, like face to face, and they seem very like. You know, they have like their they they have like their arms on each other's you know arm like kind of like trying to comfort each other and it's like implied they're like you know they talk they're talking about like how they have these weird feelings and stuff and it's like implied (laughs) that they're getting horned up Uh, i bet that was in the original french graphic novel for sure that was in the original french comic book yeah that aspect of europeans (laughs) like that pervy shit um yeah 
and yeah, so that makes me feel that that my 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 Calvinist uh, tendencies have been have been rustled, and yeah. uh, I'm feeling uncomfortable. Thank you, Shyamalan. Yeah. Now I'm feeling uncomfortable, but no, it's good. It's making me. It's making me feel stuff. The, the this movie seems compelling so far. Keep keep, uh, keep going. Um. So, at this point, uh, they've also confiscated the knife after the stabbing because the doctor has like he's basically just like off sitting in a corner, kind of mumbling to himself because he's like fully gone. Uh, the, the, the former hot wife has kind of, she's gone from like moving around, like with a shawl, using her like cut wrap as like a shawl, almost covering her shoulders. And like, we see, she starts to look like hunched over from the calcium stuff, but then she's kind of like suddenly disappeared. Um, meanwhile, uh, basically it's almost nightfall and, um, oh, actually, sorry, I forgot the, uh, the wife also dies from, from like an epilepsy attack. Um, uh, so, and, and at that point, like the doctor's mentally gone and her husband, the nurse is dead. So yeah. she's a goner from the epilepsy. And then, uh, it's like nightfall. The, basically they've kind of become, you know, kind of, uh, the, the main family anyway has kind of become, you know, just, they've decided to kind of accept their fate almost. Mm-hmm. Um, is the doctor still alive? He's alive, but he's kind of like mentally gone. He's kind of so just it's the doctor. Off. He's just hanging out, and just the main family, and that's and it. the and the hot wife. But we don't know where she is. She's kind uh, of like disappeared. Yeah, and so the the family okay. the family's sitting there, and they have like a um, they have like a moment where uh, you know the 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 husband and wife sit there, and she basically admits that um, there was a, she was cheating on the husband. Um, but then he says, oh, I know I saw your text with him. And basically like she admits that she did it because of the, the tumor and that she was like nervous and just, you know, did it out of like a sense of like panic and wanting affection kind of a thing. And they basically make up and like, are like, you know, you know, I'm sorry about everything. And, you know, oh, if, if we could do it again and we wouldn't leave each other kind of a thing. Um, but then all of a sudden the, uh, and the dad's eyesight has basically gone where he's like only blurry stuff and mom has gone deaf in one year. Uh, the doctor comes up, he's secretly gotten the knife back and he starts attacking the dad again. Cause he's like crazy and paranoid. Uh, and the dad and the mom are basically trying to fight him off. Meanwhile, they tell the kids to go like run and hide cause they don't want him attacking the kids. So the kids like run into a nearby like little kind of cave and they have a box of matches they found among like the, the left behind debris. And they're in this cave when all of a sudden they hear like the wails of the former hot wife and Alex Wolf is like lighting up matches one by one. And she's like, no, don't, don't, don't shine the light. And we're getting like clip quick glimpses of her where she's like all like hunched over and like, like she's like an old like hag basically full, full crone gone yeah full crone, exactly say. uh and so you know finally like uh she keeps like throwing rocks at him but then she collapses and her she literally starts just like twisting in knots like her bones are like just like fucking her up and it's really like, like that futurama episode i have no clue what you're talking about there's an episode of futurama where a guy has bonitis and he ends up twisting up you know well i can yeah i can only assume this is exact because she's just like it's just it's very it's very i like this moment because it was very like crazy like horror like shit because she's just like twisting and screaming and like it's it's like intense suspiria did you see yeah it is it it is kind of like that one scene in suspiria yes yeah yeah i'm i'm all a big fan of people twisting in pain it makes me talk about if this movie movie's about making me feel very uncomfortable yeah 
selling it. I want to see this movie, Dad. I'm going to see this movie. Sure. And uh, the so the dad and mom eventually they're able to stop and kill the uh, they kill the doctor by the mom takes like I mentioned the silverware earlier left behind on the beach. Yeah. It's all old and rusty. And even earlier, she's like, don't touch that kids. You could get infected. She cuts the doctor with the rusty knife. And it literally she's like, it's rust. Uh, and so he like in, gets infected within seconds. Like it spread. We get to watch it like spread all over his body. That's uh, cool. And That's like, cool. so it's like rapid infection, and he basically like turns into like a scabby, like disgusting, you know, zombie-looking mess, and dies. So now mm. it's just the family. The parents are like really old now, and uh, you know, so the kids sit there with the parents, and they're kind of comforting them. The the dad is like, you know, um, he seems to like be going mentally because he's like, I don't remember the word, but it's how I feel about you to the wife. And she's like, I know I feel it, too. And then he dies. And then the wife is sad and she kind of like walks towards the ocean and then she dies, too. And so now it's just the two kid, the two siblings and they're sitting there and kind of like, you know. How old are they now? They're like eighteen and yeah, they're still like he, he's he's like a teen, like a late teen. She's like you know early twenties, mid twenties. Um, and we cut. It's the next morning. Um, they're kind of on the beach, sort of gathering supplies. It's every everyone's dead but them. We they're now like aged even more. Like the kid, the younger kid is like in his you know thirties, mm-hmm. you know early thirties, mid thirties. She's like in her forties. You know, obviously not played by the same actors anymore and they're like well uh what do we do should we should we should we try to escape should we keep trying to find a way out um and they're like i guess so and so uh they're like i don't even know what to do at this point like uh um and so uh earlier the young the boy had mentioned like oh we need like a metal tube to to try to leave that would protect ourselves as we go through the canyon and you know like the vest you put on when you get an x-ray sort of a thing mm-hmm. and they're like well we're not gonna we don't have anything we don't have a metal tube that wouldn't work uh but now it's the next morning and they're you know trying to brainstorm meanwhile trent the 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 now adult man is like you know i i, I wish you know i wish i had uh you know we never got to experience all these things in our life. And I wish we got to do them. Uh, including he's like, you know, Idlib even gave me a message yesterday to decode and I never decoded it. And, and, uh, the sister's like, well, you should go to, you should, you know what, decode it for the fun of it. And he's like, really? And she's like, yeah, go ahead. And he goes and does it. And he's like, Oh my God. And she's like, what is it? And it's like the, the message is my uncle doesn't like the coral. And so like way far out kind of at the, at the edge of the, you know, ocean and the little bay, the little cove, there's like a little kind of reef of coral sticking up out of the ocean. And they're like, wait, what is he trying to, you know, he does, he, he might've heard this, but he doesn't know what it means, but he thought it was important to tell us. And he's there. They basically realize what, yeah, what, I love this kid. What if the coral, what if they're, they're like the coral, what if it's like the, not the antidote, but like the, what if it, is like the the tube we were talking about. What if we swim down to where the reef is and swim through like the the holes in the reef, and that's how we get out of uh, this beach safely yeah. without passing out. The cliff radiation won't affect them there. Exactly, exactly. And so they're like, well, we might as well try it. And so uh, they go and do this. Uh, we see um, Trent grab something, uh, but we're not really sure what. Put in a plastic bag to take with him. They they swim out to the the coral and go under, and they're swimming kind of through the little like cave almost. But the the sister gets part of her like clothing caught on a piece of the coral, and they're in the cave, and and it seems like they're about to run out of air. Suspense. And, and we cut 
and it's like the top of the ridge that where they were seeing like the reflections and it's m night Shyamalan up there and he's like running like a camera and a computer and stuff and he's taking pictures and he goes over to his walk and he's like yeah i th- it's it all the all the trial subjects are dead um and they're like are you sure we don't want another we don't want another incident and he's like listen i'm I, i'm sure they swim out to the coral but it's been like a minute and you know 30 seconds they drowned by now and plus the last guy who even got through ended up drowning anyway um when just from you know the length of the swim he had to make back to the place uh and so we see m night like pack up and he drives the van kind of off from this little overlooking uh you know nearby mountain and he drives to this testing facility where he walks inside and there are all these like people in lab coats testing like plants and doing all sorts of crazy stuff and we even see them making the uh the cocktails that um they were the the parents were served you know guests were being served supposedly specially made for them at the beginning um and we see mr fake timroth hotel man and he quiets everyone and he's like let's get a moment of silence for trial group number you know 70 whatever they're pharma and so and so everyone and then he everyone's quiet the twist is they're pharma (laughs) it's pretty good then he's like thank you and he's like i just want to remind you that you know while you know we're having to you know we're 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 doing things and 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 these people are sacrificing they're not doing it in vain we're able to test uh these pharmaceutical drugs you know uh within within a day that would normally take years to test um and he's like and uh we had a success with this group. I wanted to let you know that lady with epilepsy, she had epilepsy and she didn't have an epileptic uh, attack until, you know, like 4 PM. That's, you know, 16 years without an, without a, without a seizure. And we'll, we're going to fast track this to the market and it's going to join all these other, you know, new drugs that we've been able to basically cure uh, all of these major diseases because we're able to test, you know, a lifetime worth of, of, of effect of a, of a drug right. on treating. And basically so they found this beach, they sold it to Pfizer and yeah. now Pfizer runs the beach. Yeah. It's implied. There's like a plaque on the wall and they mentioned like, apparently like a research team found it and, you know, basically they aged, but, uh, and you know, so they discovered it and, uh, now they're using it to test these drugs via, they're giving the drugs via the cocktails they gave them that are specially made. And then they're seeing if the drug works, uh, while they're, while the people are on the beach, you know, the, the mom, apparently she mentions later that she found it. It was on like, the, it was a contest on the receipt of her, fa- from her pharmacy or something. Uh, and she went online and that's how she found the resort. And, you know, the hotel keeps kept their passports and everything. And like the, pr- a private van picked them up at their house, uh, from the resort and then picked them up, you know, from the plane. And so like, basically they don't look like they could, they, th- th- it's like they randomly disappeared the night um mm-hmm. but all of a sudden meanwhile back at the hotel while you know he's greeting other guests from a new trial that he mentions oh this guy's got early onset parkinson's all of a sudden uh to a character who like strangely mentioned uh because idlib and trent and like very early on were like running around the beach being like hi what's your name and your profession to like random adults because like they're you know weird kids and they wanted you know 
talk to all the random adults on the beach and one guy's like i'm a cop uh and and so now now we see uh a, a hand all of a sudden walk up to the cop who's still at the resort and he's like apparent because apparently the cop hasn't been sent to the beach yet um and it's like he uh, the journal that they found on the beach from former test people is handed to the cop and he's like i think you need to see this um, and all of a sudden, um, as the new guests are being greeted, Trent and Maddox arrive and they start like blowing the whistle and, you know, being like, don't, don't listen to him. Oh, they're, yay. they're killing people. Uh, and we, they, they cut back and show that, uh, they, th- he got her off the coral that she was stuck on. And there were little kind of like, uh, holes in the, in the rock cave. They were able to like come up for air and stick their faces in. But I guess, you know, it was like, they didn't actually come out of it. So M. Night Shyamalan didn't see them. Um, so they were able to survive and swim back. Uh, we cut and the cops on the phone. He's like, yeah, all the names in here are, the, are missing people. Uh, and it's like, you know, so, you know, the cops are showing up and it's, it's a big brouhaha. Uh, we cut and, uh, it's like Trent and Maddox are being flown off in a helicopter and they're like, yeah, everyone here at the lab, at the lab here has been arrested and we have subpoenas for, you know, the company and, you know, domestically, um, and, you know, we co- did you contact your aunt, uh, you know, to pick you up at the airport? And what'd she say? And Trent's like, well, what what do you think? How do you think your aunt would react if a 37 man year old man called her and said, hi, I'm your, it's your six year old nephew. Mm. Uh, and basically it, it cuts. And then and, and that's the end. Okay. All right. So they they're just uncertain about their future, but that doesn't matter because it's not central to the plot or the theming. That's a good fucking twist. I got to say I like the idea that it's a medical horror in the end. I yeah, think that's it, a, it, it really from is. From what you're describing to me, this movie actually sounds pretty, just from plot alone, I like the way it's structured. I uh, It seems to have a natural development, like all of these characters are motivated by something. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. Did Shyamalan, did Shyamalan rock it with this one in your estimation? Um, I mean, I, I thought there were, I thought there were, positives and negatives to it um but even the negatives i found like uh kind of endearing and like fitting of the of the genre um overall i thought it i thought it was a uh a solid it was a solid kind of fun you know very out there concept uh sci-fi movie um you know all the medical you know horror and stuff is 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 fun and cool and the Mm -hmm. aging um because yeah, that's this Cronenberg shit. I'm into yeah, Cronenberg. I like I, the idea of Shyamalan doing Cronenberg. I wish it, it, it's it's a little you know it, it's again it it's still Shyamalan, so he's not like really like he's still being a little bit coy about the gore and you know, it's not like full on, but you okay. do see some you know fun horror stuff. Uh, There's like are there any fun effects set pieces? Like I imagine like the rusting guy set pieces. Yeah, that and the and the and the woman with the calcium twisting all up and them removing the tumor. You know, there's some solid stuff. Uh, And 
obviously like the sci-fi you know explanations are you know it's pretty outlandish and crazy but you know yeah, it, you can't it, think about it too hard yeah it's for the for the genre for this kind of like oh morality tale twilight zone thing you know it, it, it works uh as many like people if they're aging a year in 30 minutes shouldn't they be eating like a year's worth of food in 30 minutes as yeah. well like you can't think about it I'm yeah. sure they could explain everything away. It's like, oh, sure. you know, the metabolism. But works yeah, I don't, I don't care all that much about you know. They give enough of an explanation without. Yeah, I don't need any more. Yeah, um, it's, it's not about. I mean, that's the thing. Even like in signs, I find it's disingenuous. Water. Wouldn't the aliens have researched that? It's like it's kind of a fairy story. That's yeah. kind of what Shyamalan does is fairy stories. Exactly. Or like very highly allegorical, dreamlike sort of mystery shit. Sure. Like it doesn't necessarily, I I don't think it's like faulting him for having a plot that's not fully 100%, you know, it's, it's like primer. It's like tight, like primer, you know, everything makes sense. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of people pointed out that I, I and I will concede that the di- a lot of the di- the dialogue and like emotions of this movie they're very like uh, on its sleeve melodramatic. Uh, very arch. Like I imagine yeah. Shyamalan doesn't write a like hot lady dialogue. I does I don't imagine he writes mid sized sedan dialogue very well. Well, it's not even it, it's it's all the characters. It's just yeah. they they all speak very kind of like uh, they say exactly what they're thinking and they <laughs> they're very they're very upfront about the emotional you know journeys they're going through. It's not nuance. It, it's very kind of you know blunt. Uh, which like, you know, yeah, it's, 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 the dialogue's pretty cheesy and, 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 and not great and bad at sometimes. But like I said, I'm kind of watching this in the, in the mindset of like time beach, like sci-fi kind of, you know, crazy yeah. sci-fi, you know, VHS movie. And if with that point of view, I think it all works really well. And then of course yeah. the, the, you know, the, the reveal and the themes that it's like, oh, it's like a pharma company, you know, risking these people's lives. He's like, oh, we're, you know, it's sort of like, oh, we're killing these people to save millions, you know, but it's, you know, like shitty pharma company, completely fine, you know, having people die and turn to dust on the time beach. Uh, mm-hmm. So they can test their drugs on them, <laughs> um, which yeah, I mean that all all that's great. Uh, yeah. So yeah, overall, I, I I enjoyed it. It's kind of like a fun, you know, pulpy sci-fi, you know, sort of morality tale. Of course, as I've said, and as many have said, um, you know, Twilight Zone esque. Um, mm-hmm. So I I certainly I got a kick out of it, and it was a fun watch. I um, think I'm going to go see this movie from what you've described. Like, and like, I I don't care about spoilers in general, which is yeah. why I'm good for, I'm good for this podcast. Cause I think, you know, less important than the plot is how it's executed. Yeah. Um, and I mean, a good plot is good. Like I'll be interested in like a good story, but you know, film is more than just the story. I mean, know, I, so. I, I, I won't lie. I, I do think a lot of the fun of this movie not a lot, but like a, a sizable amount of this movie's fun does come from like the just the pure like, you know, kind of spectacle event of like the oh, what is the mystery? What's going on? Mm-hmm. Figuring it out. But I, I I still think it would be a fun thing worth watching, even if you know know it. If you're a fan of this kind of you know horror sci-fi stuff. Yeah. Um, but the mystery box reveal makes sense. I like. It's not like yeah. A, it's, it's not like a disappointing J.J. Abrams mystery. Box no, I thought like, I was. What is it? Yeah. And then it's just a big monster. I was completely satisfied with the like it, it's it was it was it caught me off guard enough that I enjoyed it while also being you know like completely like yeah that was satisfying and made sense. 
Um, yeah. it, it, all in all, I, I really just am begging, you know, in the recent month or so, last couple of weeks, people have been for various things. You know, you've had the Cuba stuff where people are like, oh, Joe Biden, you got to gotta help the people of Cuba and all that. And then I'm, you said no, targeted uh, Yeah, I'm calling – I'm well, I, I was speaking of the, the people who are like, oh, you got to overthrow the, the Cuban government. I, but uh, I, I'm calling out in, in panic to Joe Biden, and I'm saying, uh, Mr. Biden, uh, please do something about, about these time beaches. They're killing people. <laughs> and Guantanamo well, uh, Bay, they'll send you to the time that, beach. That, that is a real time beach. Yeah. Uh, and Joe Biden's like – can't just stick people on time beach man can't just go sticking people on time beach that's oh that's not right oh man you know when i was we had a time beach in delaware rehoboth and that's where we got uh, our our pecan sandies and our william jimmies over there i i I, 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 back in the 50s when i was 30 uh there was a beach in delaware and there's a time beach there and everyone said don't go to time beach and i went there and that's why i've been an old man for, for 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 40 years I kept calling out to him in my nightmares, in my dreams, Jake. Bo, Bo, don't go to the time beach. You'll die. And then he, he, he went, yeah. my, my Biden, that's we're, bad. That's we're, 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 we're cracking down on these time beaches because you, you, you can't just leave them on time beach, man. Is that a decent Biden? I'm trying to like trying to get that down my, I, does it I sound can't you, i can't give you any tips because my biden just sounds like no, a no but like does it does it at least like sort of sound like the general yeah, you idea got, you got the rhythm you got I, the, it's you, like yeah. i i feel like i have to be careful because i'll teeter into a southern thing so i'm I, i'm really trying to do the it's it's the old guy voice but but not southern at all it's the Man. sort of like jazz flow you know you got to do it where you're feeling the <laughs> for me i'm doing it i i make sure to get i if i do it real soft like this yeah. It helps me do it real good, and I make sure to hit those high notes. And if you if you take it from the yeah, yeah I'm trying to sound more because I'm trying to get old. Now I'm trying to rapidly age my voice. If only to me, if only we had the time Biden beach from 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 like 15 years ago. We're doing Biden no, I, I'm trying to do him like ago. today. I'm trying to do like okay. the old man voice. There, it needs to be like I, yeah, I can't. Maybe I I need to get a more breathy, man. A little more breathy and in yeah, exactly. I need the time beats so Dr. I can Joe Biden. I can get uh, old and sound like Joe Biden to do now an listen impression. Listen here, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. That's yeah. We're gonna go to the time beach in order to hone our Biden impression. Yeah. All in all, time uh, time beach, aka old. Uh, I thought it was a fun romp. You know, don't you know? It's a fun, just fun movie. Go go if you like that sort of thing, like sci-fi or yeah, fun time. Go see yeah. it. Maybe. Where does it rank? in Shyamalan's hierarchy is it I like mean like I said I've Shyamalan only seen I've only seen his like quote unquote good movies and most of them I've only seen like once so I, I don't feel qualified I'd say to me it was on the level of quality of like of like a you know a split okay that's a good level of quality that seems to be what he's what he's averaging now because you know six cents uh that was a pretty revelatory. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's that level. Out. It's probably the level of like an Unbreakable or a Split. Yeah, I think Six Senses. I mean, Signs has also been rehabilitated as being because like uh, people see it as his big religion movie. Sure. Uh, uh, they see it as his most inherently you know, spiritual and thoughtful movie. Yeah. Um, but Six Sense is probably still his big one. But yeah, on the level of like, it's a good solid b movie it yeah like. it's like a so- it's, letter grade yeah, that's and- that's a great way to put it it's like it's like a professionally made 
B movie in terms of like its plot and like it, you know it's uh <laughs> how it it's its story, but it's like well made. It's not shitty. I think that's how you could describe Shyamalan's entire career. Really, is the elevated B movie. Sure, is that he makes he makes prestige B movies essentially. Sure. So yeah, it's if you like B movies, see old. <laughs> That was old, and uh, yeah, again, you like sci-fi B-movie stuff, go see it. Uh, this is just another, just a fun little ending topic real quick I wanted to talk to you about. I thought you could appre- you would appreciate this. Sure. Um, as I mentioned a minute ago, you know, a lot of uh, sort of hot uh, international politics, especially closely related to the United States and the news, of course, again, all the Cuba stuff propagated by the the uh, the fake news capitalist media mm-hmm. um, astroturf bullshit uh, warriors uh the uh of course the the guy in haiti getting got and all that yes. weirdness uh so all this kind of made me got me in the mindset of thinking about you know like you know your classic you know government u.s activities and and shady stuff and uh i guess this movie kind of made me think about beaches and as you mentioned earlier guantanamo bay of course that's right. a that's a beach and that's a government thing and i wanted to, i wanted to tell you about this i was uh, I initially obviously i was going to tell austin but i think it's just as funny to tell you uh i want to tell you about so when i was until i want to say until i was maybe 13 or so yeah the so i had heard obviously i was a child growing up like during the height of the iraq, iraq war is when i yeah. was like you know born in 1999 so you know growing up then you were forming your you don't even remember 9-11 no but but you but, remember but, all the terrible effects of sure 9/11. sure yeah exactly so i i knew i was aware that of the term waterboarding and that it was like related to torture and right. like it was a bad thing that they did to people to like try to make them you know talk and stuff mm-hmm. but for the longest time because I didn't know, like, I didn't know what it was. I just knew it was a thing and that it was bad and that they did it to people. Um, for the longest time, I thought being waterboarded meant that, you know, the FBI or CIA or whoever would take the suspect, strap them to, like, a, you know, almost like a wakeboard type right, yeah. boogie board object that is attached to via, like, a, a bungee cord or a st- rope to the back of, like, a speedboat. But so like the side of your face is attached to this board and then the boat would drive really fast and you would be dragged behind the boat so that your like face would be like hitting the water. And like, you know, basically you're like sort of being drowned, but also being just like had the shit beaten out you by the water. That if that sounds, makes sense. That sounds, no, it sounds that sounds like a pretty substantial. It was only torture. I think at some point then online I saw like one of those videos where it's like you know person is voluntarily waterboarded to like show you know it's inhumane effects. I I waterboarded myself in college. Oh really? Yeah, it was. Fun. I'm sure. It was, it was, it was, it was, was it was fun? 
No, I mean, it was fun. <laughs> we, were making, we were making a video project for school. Oh, okay. And, uh, this so was we back in the 70s. This was back in the seventies when I was alive. When I was when I was uh, and, and, when I was old. Yeah. <laughs> when I was already old. When the beach had already aged me. Okay. We made a little waterboarding video. Huh. And yeah, it does feel like drowning. I I think I was a little bit let down when I finally saw what it was because it's just like oh it's just like a t-shirt over a guy's face and then you, you pour water it. on it. Should, no, like red, trust me. Crazy. No, trust me. <laughs> that shit is nuts. Like I de- I do not doubt. And I and I fully like understand like like from what I've you know read and like the effects like yeah no that sounds like a horrible experience but just like aesthetically and visually it's very like mundane compared to in my mind yeah. a guy getting dragged by a speedboat. <laughs> yes, I mean I feel like one is more economically efficient. Obviously, all you need obviously. Is like a cloth and a jug. Exactly, and but I, we're wasting all this gas money on these on these I, expensive waterboardings. I think know? somehow my mind I had I was aware of like I knew what wakeboarding was, like the sport, yeah. and I and I heard waterboarding and just assumed it was like wakeboarding but used for torture. <laughs> right. So, yeah, that's my thoughts on waterboarding. Um but that's pretty much the episode for today. Thank you again, Alex, a.k.a. Uh, uh, Jack Dump of Twitter. Uh, thank you. Thank you for, for joining us. What are some thank plugs? Thank you for having me on. Uh, I love the show, and it was it was good to uh, ha- be explained to a movie, thinking about a movie, thinking about story structure, it was, thinking it was a about delight. plot. Great. I'm um, glad. What? Go ahead and plug. What? Where, where oh, can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at underscore Jack Dump underscore. It's it's a very unintuitive Twitter handle. I, <laughs> but Jack Dump was already taken by oh, Squire, and this one seemed the most aesthetically pleasing to me. Sure. You can find us also at House of Decline, spelled H A U S, because I I came up with the name when I was very into drag race but oh, then okay. i just gone temporarily insane and now i don't like drag race <laughs> anymore so go I, check out house of decline i haven't listened to a lot of it because i'm very bad about like getting you, in you don't have to feel bad well, well, 90 minutes episodes of us just talking bullshit i mean i like that sort of thing generally it's just i'm really bad about getting into new podcasts it's like my barrier of entry i always feel like over i i get anxiety about listening to a new podcast yeah. where it's like oh uh, I'm, i don't know where to start uh, i'm just gonna do if, what i normally if do if i can recommend an episode why uh, exactly to sure to me and to anyone yeah go ahead about kingdom heartsification oh okay is, I... uh, that is the episode that if i have a general theory about media or where it's going it's my kingdom heartsification theory so listen, listen i it's episode 50 cool i listen to podcasts the entire time i'm doing the janitor work i do so i, I will listen to to it uh and yeah. i just wanted to mention I, i'm not entirely i'm not entirely convinced yet that you're not that you're not an op who's 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 pulling some sort of like no, you're, you're not, not you're I'm, not a I'm fed just... who's well it just seems like you, you just kind of randomly appear to me on Twitter and I follow you and then you follow me and you know, we've kind of gotten to know each other and you're just like out of the blue. And apparently you played now. I know you played brain on Arthur. It's, it's very, you know, to me, it's yeah, like, so I'm very paranoid. I'm very paranoid. Linking up. Now, However, you, you're, you you're a rando with a weird child. You're, you're thawing the ice and, and I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm at, a, I'm at about a solid 50% as opposed to 75 that you're a fed now. So, okay, yeah. so you're, 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 I'm, you're getting there. You're breaking through. Yeah. Anyway, thanks for joining us today. Again, check out uh, Alex's at Jack 
underscore Jack Dump underscore on Twitter and House of Decline podcast. Thank you for being here. And uh, we'll see you next time on the Time Beach, baby. A pleasure. Bye, everybody. Bye. See you on the Time Beach. Time Beach. Beyond the sea, somewhere waiting for me My lover stands on golden sand And watches the ships that go sailing Somewhere beyond the sea She's there watching for me if I could fly like birds on high, then straight to her arms.